guys, welcome to Joystock, to different than normal gaming podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Taylor. And I'm Lorenzo. And we are here to talk to you about gaming. Yay. We're not going to do reviews. We're not going to tell you about why you are fooey cunts. We're not here to tell you why or why you shouldn't be supporting the latest trend in gaming. We just want to talk to you about what makes gaming good. And fun. Yep. We're here to talk to you about what makes you stalked with joy. Hey. Hence the name Joy Stalked. So with that in mind, we thought this is the first episode. Why don't we talk a bit about the games that, you know, fill us with joy? I'm going to talk about The Legend of Zelda because it's the greatest series of all time. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Hideo Kojima next. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you should take the stage for Zelda. That- that's a- that's going to be a good one. Yeah, go for it. Oh, Zelda. Uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, starting on the Nintendo Entertainment System, one of the first games to ever encourage exploration, combine exploration, puzzle solving, combat, and story. Um, it set an amazing precedent that still follows through today in terms of quality. Latest release was Breath of the Wild. An amazing game. I just, I just want to point out that I'm sure the people that are listening to us now are aware that there is a Wikipedia page in which they can get all their Zelda information. <laughs> I wasn't reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> this was off of my dome. My dome. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, then, please, I'll go fuck myself, and you continue. That's right. That's right. What do you like about Zelda? I mean. Legend of Zelda is a, is a great set of games. I mean, they're not all winners, but for the most part, they are amazing games about, you know, a boy on a hero's journey who finds a magic legendary sword, defeats all evil, and saves the princess. There's, you know, nothing to dislike about that. It's quite unless... similar to Mario in nature, though. As, like, as a game. Like, the story, at least. Well, yeah, Nintendo, you know, made a couple of games about saving a princess or saving a damsel in distress in general, but that's, like, hardly an overused trope. Or, it's overused no matter who you look at at a certain point in time. I mean, Final Fantasy is the same. It's built on that, um, kind of... Well, some of the games at least are built... I suppose all of the games, I'd argue, actually. Even up until the most recent one. Yeah. About saving a princess. In fact, every... Every, like, game can kind of be diluted into something Halo. like that. Like, yeah, I was just about to say Halo, <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> you were never going to beat me on that one. <laughs> right, so Halo has Legend of Zelda and games like it to thank. That's true. No. No. <laughs> In some nature, I guess that's true. That's right, there would be no Master Chief if it weren't for Link. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I suppose they both wear green. Hashtag, live justice for Link. A <laughs> <laughs> poor boy won't speak for himself, so we will speak for him. <laughs> I can say personally, in my experience, Breath of the Wild is probably the only 100-plus hour game that I will beat this decade. I've tried so many open-world games, like everything from Skyrim to Red Dead Redemption, and the fact that Breath of the Wild's world and story carried me through all that playtime. I think it helped that the Switch is portable, but at the same time, it kept me engaged throughout the entire play. 
And I think that means something, you know, and that that says something to the quality of Legend of Zelda as a franchise and at least Breath of the Wild, the, the game. Hmm. Right. Could we not make the argument that it's your, like, nostalgic bias towards the Zelda series that that made you compelled to complete it? Like, if, if Breath of the Wild had been called, like, Skyrim 2, the, the Dragon Borning, <laughs> would you have been compelled to play and complete it? So If it was the same story, they, they just, just switch Link for Dovahkin, switch Zelda for Dovahkin's bird, switch <laughs> Ganon for Dragon, and everything else is the same. Would you still have loved it? Or do you love it because it's a Zelda game? I 100% would have played Skyrim 2 if that's what Breath of the Wild was. <laughs> Sty- Skyrim, Skyrim has you beating dragons left and right and gaining their powers. There's nothing to not love about Skyrim. <laughs> you know, I wish that I could actually, you know, get through a playthrough of Skyrim and I've seriously been considering getting it for the Switch so that I have no excuse. Oh well, uh, that's a good show. You could even get it on your PC and mod it so it looks like Zelda, and you might play it. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't need it to. I don't need it to look like anything. I just. <laughs> I just want to explore and enjoy the story and not get bored. <laughs> so, my favorite game of all time is Donkey Kong Country Three, the one that everyone fucking hates because Kitty Kong's in it, and I'm alright with that. You can hate. <laughs> you can hate the game. But it's a good game. You can hate the game, but don't hate the player. I know, I said he looked like a jobby. Uh, he looks he looks like a toolie, according to Taylor. You're gonna have to give me the American translation for that one. Oh, uh, he looks he looks like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of is shit shaped in that little blue onesie. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, he's no more shit shaped than Donkey Kong is. I mean, it from okay. So if you're looking at Donkey, if you looked at a silhouette of Donkey Kong from the neck up, yeah, you might think mm, that could be a turd. But like, you know, then he's got that whole barrel body. And Kitty Kong's the same. Yep. Wait, is he Donkey Kong's son? No. Fuck <laughs> no. Is he Donkey Kong's illegitimate son? <laughs> and that's why Donkey Kong isn't in Donkey Kong Country Three. But that's just a theory. A game theory. Thanks for watching. Right, no, no, right? <laughs> Kitty Kong is Chunky Kong's wee brother. Who's Chunky Kong? In Donkey Kong 64, Chunky Kong's the guy that can he jump very good, but he's hard as fuck. So, so Donkey Kong has two illegitimate children, and his deadbeat dad weighs no no bounds. You ken that Donkey Kong doesn't have any kids, it's Cranky Kong that's the deadbeat. Whoa. <laughs> right, look, we're getting too deep into the lore. Right? <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 3 is, in my opinion, the best part the best part of the franchise. Now I know that everyone thinks that Donkey Kong Country 2 is the ba- the greatest platformer of all time. And it is. Three didn't want to improve on perfection. It just tried to do something entirely different. So every level has like a different gimmick to it or a different thing. And it kept it so much more interesting to me. I, I think the game's amazing. And like they did like a Game Boy Advance remake of it. And they got the composer of the other Donkey Kong Country games to do an entirely new soundtrack for the Game Boy Advance remake. 
And it, it was also awesome. They also added in a whole new world. I fucking love that game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See, I don't know if I could play a game over and over like that. The only game I've really done that way is Halo, I guess. And it's only been a couple times. Yeah, I mean, Halo's, Halo's a great game for that. I actually, I actually found myself playing Max Payne again, <laughs> the original Max Payne. I played 3. Uh, that was the one where he shaved his head and took the painkillers quite a bit, but... It's funny because my brother-in-law looks like Max Payne in Max Payne 1 and I look like Max Payne in Max Payne 3. There's a wee issue there. You know? wait, wait, are the painkillers in Max Payne people who were hired to kill him? No, no, like literal painkillers. That's that's your healing method. You have to take painkillers. Get high on painkillers. <laughs> as a game, as a healing mechanic. That's how ridiculous Max Payne 3 is. And you fight in an airport in a Hawaiian shirt in the end mission, I think. It's amazing. <laughs> it was pretty amazing, aye. <laughs> but, it's like Die Hard. I bet, aye. It's like Die Hard the game. It's like Die Hard with bullet time. Oh. <laughs> Pain hard. The Max Payne games are amazing. Um, the third one is a bit of a letdown compared to the other two because story-wise, it treaded a lot of the same ground the Max Payne 2 did. But, oh, what a good game. I've not actually... Played. I think I've only played a bit of the first one and none of the second. You know, you know what, I, you know what I'm playing it on is my iPad. I picked it up for ninety nine cents in the App Store, and it's the is it it's a complete port of the PS2 original. Whoa! Like, I, and it plays exactly the same. It's pretty cool. I can't, I can't believe how well it plays for an iPad game. It's awesome. Um, I'm just at the moment. I'm just pretty much playing um, Fallout. On the PC, I'm Fallout 4. I didn't really like it on PlayStation, but PC's giving me a whole new take on it. As soon as you can start adding in the Skyrim dragons to Fallout 4 and make them Macho Man Randy Savage, you know that it's a better experience on PC. Well, <laughs> I'd say I've not really touched the mods, to be honest. I actually just think that I'm experiencing a different side of the game than I did with uh, PlayStation 1. Plus, the PlayStation 1 was really, really buggy. What are what are the other differences aside from like you know keyboard and mouse control? Um, I, I mean visually, <laughs> it's a lot better. Oh. But yep, I, I don't know. I, see, because I've got the headphones on, it's, it's just more immersive, I guess. I, I, it's my first real experience with PC gaming as well, so I, I don't know if that's I'm kind of clinging on to that a wee bit. But I, it's good, first time really getting used to playing a, a full game on PC. I feel like that came a lot earlier for people who liked Fallout. But ah. It's pretty good. See, the, there's a there's a weird habit that I have with PC gaming, and that's that I seem to eventually, once enough time has passed, I will buy the same game again on Steam. I <laughs> see. I don't know. I've started. I've stopped doing that because I, you're, are you ever really going to play it again? Like I bought Doom again after having it on PlayStation Four. I dropped it. Um, like I. Sold it at the. <laughs> traded it in. I traded it in yeah. to game. I got it on PC, but I've never really looked at it. And I don't know if I'm gonna like. I I watched you play it, and that was probably enough. But it was oh, cheap. It was a lot of fun. It was on a Steam sale, so I didn't lose a lot of money. What well, that's the thing though is it's the Steam sales. <laughs> they always the get you. It's the yep. convenience of having my entire game collection in one place. And you're just like, this is my definitive game collection and it's going to look amazing on this PC, so we'll just keep it on the one the one digital shelf. Now it's like, I bought 
I bought Celeste on the Switch, and as soon as I bought it, I went, the fuck am I doing? Because I'm just going to buy it again on Steam years from now, when it's 99 cents in a sale, and I'll be like, oh fuck, okay, I'll buy it. And the thing is, is the other day, I bought nine games for like $15. You got a problem. (laughs) No, that's one of the huge advantages that Steam has over consoles right now, like... If I could take every Nintendo game I ever bought and download it from the cloud, I probably never would have needed Steam. But Steam is the only thing that I know I'm going to be able to keep, you know, years into the future. Uh, definitely. Because if it's console-based as well, like, sorry, um, if it's console-based as well, like, you have to just play it on that. It's so restrictive. Like, if something happens to your console, that's it. Like, you would need to get another one, but at the end of the day, like like you're saying, you're going to have a laptop, you're going to have... And in, in future, I reckon there'll be a compatibility with tablet, possibly. I'd hope so, that'd be cool. They're making, they're making like, portable, you know, Steam devices now. That's cool. Especially with the technology behind the Switch as well, it's obviously possible. Well, also, with the, see, with the Switch, uh, it's account-based, so, like... You know, if something happened to your Switch and you had to replace it, you'll be able, your your games are still connected to your account. I know that's that's what I mean, and that's what I was saying before with PlayStation like 360. Your Microsoft account and your PlayStation account will always have those games, but at the same time, you could just have them on Steam. Like Lorenzo was saying, it's always going to be there. Like Steam's almost at this point eternal. <laughs> it'll just it'll be Steam and none. But also the other good thing is is like see once see if Steam were to ever go out of business, you could download all your stuff and you'd have it. Mm. Like you until you have access to all the content that you've ever bought until you didn't. Surely somebody would have to buy that up though, no? Like cause because there's so much investment put in it. Probably. I mean at this point it'll be Microsoft if anybody. No, but look, Microsoft really needs something at this point, because every exclusive they have from now on is PC and Xbox One. And Xbox One feels like a gateway drug for PC. It's Uh, like, hey, hey, look, look, just buy anywhere, buy it on the Xbox, you can play on PC, buy on PC, play on the Xbox. If you have a PC, why the fuck would you have an Xbox? (laughs) It's true, because it's not portable. If if Nintendo... If Nintendo connected with Steam, that, that would be something. Yeah. And it probably will maybe happen, I don't know, but that would be cool. Because then you've got incentive to get it on Steam, because you can play it on Nintendo and they would make some profit or something. Like, they need to have an agreement, but... Yeah. At At this point, what Microsoft need to do is reboot the Surface as a gaming centric device. You know, looks like the Switch aesthetically or whatever, you know, you've got the controllers on the sides. And all it is, is it's a Windows-based platform with, like, a standard standard components for the next five years, and it will play, like, everything that Steam puts out in that time for five years. You know, like, so it's like a laptop. Charge, charge $400 for it. That seems like an expensive but fair price. But no, if I no. knew that I could play my entire Steam collection on the go... I would be buying it right now. <laughs> I mean, the GPT, the GPT win is a thing, and I think that if it gets popular enough, you will see Microsoft try to make their own version of that. 
Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll call it like the Xbox Go or some shit. <laughs> With Pokemon Go exclusive content. <laughs> because why no? <laughs> but I mean so the one thing that I will say is like handheld gaming's an entirely different beast to console and PC gaming. And I can totally understand you being like, yeah, I much prefer playing on my PC for shit like Fallout or whatever, because for the most part, I do too. Like, I, I, I much prefer having everything the way I want it. If I want to have the most beautiful looking graphics on my PC and have it chug along at two frames a second, I can fucking do that. You know, or if I want it to look like melted Stretch Armstrongs that have been put in a microwave... But have it run at a billion frames a second. I can do that it's, too. It's like an old record player. Well, you can you can do it how you want it. Exactly. If I want to snap the record in two and have it doing, I just want to set the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I want to do that, I can do that. <laughs> but make it portable. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Do it. Hashtag do it. Yeah, hashtag do it. Now, as, as much as, like, the, the handheld gaming... Like, the PS Vita was shite, right? Mm. Except yeah. it was there. It was a minted, minted bit of kit. But they didn't support it. At all. And, and like, they did in Japan. See, in Japan, PS Vita's still going. Yeah, no, the, the library is... I mean, now it's big enough, right? It's got some great games. But the president of fucking Sony came out on stage at E3 2015 and was like, this is a legacy system. As Oof. in, we're not supporting this anymore. That's... Ugh. I bet if that made everyone that bought a PS Vita feel great about their fucking investment. I actually got the PS Vita when it came out. <laughs> That's how I felt through the uh, entire thing. It's a really uh, bittersweet. Didn't they re-release it too? Like, right around that time? They did, I. Uh. Because the first one came out with, um, like, phone data packages for um, Wi-Fi, instead of Wi-Fi. Well, there was there was a Wi-Fi model. There was a Wi-Fi model and there was a data model. And in the US, that data model was exclusive to AT&T. Oh. It was Vodafone in the UK. Yep, that's right. So if you wanted to get a data one, you had to sign up for a fucking network plan that you may or may not already have... And you're like, give me the fucking freedom to choose, you bastards. <laughs> it's, it's strange, though, because the Vita kind of came around at a time where Wi-Fi wasn't fully accessible as it is now, I suppose. So I don't know if that contributed to its fault. And that's kind of how the weird resurgence has happened. But yeah, I Sony, they never really stood by it, to be honest. I, I got all the indies, though, which is cool. I, I feel like the console's probably, it's going to have like a kind of cult. Type following. It already does. It already does. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is it's easy to see why. Because for, for the bit of kit that it is, it has that lovely touchpad in the back, the touchscreen in the front. The The newer model has a different screen. It used to be an OLED screen, and now it's a... I think it's an LCD panel, which is cheaper to manufacture. It doesn't have quite as nice... I've got the old clunky uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time... Well, the old clunky one has a much better weight to it and stuff, but it doesn't have as 
cooler colour scheme as the newer ones do. Like, you can get a cool as fuck, like, neon orange one, or the light blue one looks amazing. Yeah. It makes me want to pick one up. And you can get them for, like, $120 on Amazon. They were, like, 300 when they came out. I hated the touchpad on the back. That was the worst choice ever. Really? Well, they had to have a gimmick. I just fucked your gaming up. <laughs> but you know what the PSV is minted for? Remote playing your PS4. It made your PS4 into a Wii U, essentially. I forgot about that. Still never really found a use for that, though. You never PS4 and pooped? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, I'd try it, but... I said that. I used to have it close enough that I could actually see it from the toilet, so that's not too bad. Ooh. But at the same time, with the Wi-Fi connection, if it had been strong enough, you could have been at work and remote played your PS4 from your work. Shit. Hmm. Someday, knowing my luck, somebody would have turned it off. <laughs> I had to get, I had to got to work and been like PlayStation, and then somebody would have turned it off. And you've been like, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> Which is why the Switch. That is something that I can get behind. Oh, I need, I need a game that I want to play on it. <laughs> Metroid Prime Four and Pokemon. I think when they come Pokemon out, Pokemon will be cool. Pokemon will be really cool. Yeah, especially because it's going to be a mainline one. It doesn't matter. What is at this point? If they're just like, right, we're... Like, literally, if they came out and said, we're re-releasing Red and Blue again, but it's all 3D and <laughs> and stuff, like, I, I don't know about you, I would be clicking pre-order before the rest of the sentence came out. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> you know? we're, we're remaking Red and Blue again, and it's already in my buy now on Amazon, <laughs> I've got Prime shipping, it's shipped to me, it's just bought, that's it. And then it's like, and we've decided to make it a Digimon game. I'd be like, oh, undo! Undo! <laughs> oh, no! It's a crossover <laughs> game. I'd be alright with that. As of right now, according to Wikipedia, there's 954 games for the Switch already. Wow. Just putting it out there. I know, I know. But I've not, to be honest, I've really not delved into like, the library at all. But on the surface, and especially just, I guess... The fact that I've not really got a lot of spare cash you know, to throw at another console because I've got about five. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, that's totally and a legit. Backlog. But it's more my personal view on it. Like until I'm really wild by something, I'm really, like I know it's it's just harsh reviewing, really. <laughs> but we'll get it. I will get a switch. That'll be a cel- like, We'll all celebrate. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, many celebratings will be had. If you would like to contribute to buying Taylor a switch. Please send money to the following PayPal. <laughs> I need a charity advert. <laughs> <laughs> just the sad piano music and the... <laughs> For just one pound a month, you could support the dying children in Africa. Or ten pound to Taylor's PayPal to buy him a switch. <laughs> Cheers. Because those kids, those kids are dead anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I got dark. <laughs> it hurts. So speaking of dark, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go. Do you remember the fact that the first part of Max Payne, you can go and see his dead kid in the crib? Like, oh <laughs> that's a real thing. Because the, the the start of Max Payne is your whole family gets murdered, and I would say spoilers, but the game came out in two thousand and one, right? Hmm. That's the first thing. So the statute of limitations of that is fucked. Yep. Two, it's literally the first five fucking minutes of the game. I'm no spoiling. Hee-haw. That's, <laughs> that would be in the fucking trailer for it, right? 
nowadays. And by today's standards. <laughs> ah, exactly. Like, the thing is, is like you walk into your apartment and you can see that there's junky spray paint all over the wall, but you go into your kid's room and it does, like, flash cuts and you can literally stand over your dead baby hanging out of the crib. It's... And it was funny because, like, I'd, I'd kind of been toying with writing a review about Max Payne. So I was, like, writing my review and I got my wife to read it. And then I was like, and I was like, look, I'll show you it. So I brought it up on my iPad and I was playing it. And I was like, look, there, there's the dead kid. And she went, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you didn't mention that in your review at all. <laughs> PT had that weird baby oh. thing in the sink, too. I, I, I actually, PT is... It's a game that properly scared me. I'm not even. I'm not even slightly afraid to admit. For like, because like I, I finished it, and the last part of that, the though that fucking thing. The if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. But that that game's fucked. It is freaky as hell. It is so they they designed that so well, and that was a Hideo Kojima Gelmo collab. Mm-hmm. So Death Stranding, not. I'm not playing it. Unless, see, unless, see, unless it's set in the fucking Mario universe and there's no freaky shit, I'm not playing it. No, I probably will. But I'm not <laughs> no, playing it. <laughs> I, I think uh, we might need some like a collection of new pants for that one. I don't know if it's going to be scary, though. I'm assuming with the trailers that have came out, it's got that kind of vibe to it, but I don't know. The one gif that I saw is already going to give me nightmares. Is it the baby com- yep. with a thumb? Yep. Did you see that on Reddit earlier today? Yep. Yeah. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> so, so um, there's this someone on Reddit put up like a thing that was like, "This is how I announced my baby," and it was like the the person lying on their back, and they zoom into her mouth, oh. and then it cuts to the the one from the Game Awards oh show last year, where it, where it's the baby's inside Norman Reedus sucking the thumb, <laughs> and pops the thumb out of the mouth to give thumbs up to the camera. Uh. So they could you mash those two together, and and it was funny because nobody in the comments had any fucking idea of what it was referencing. <laughs> so everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was... Like, it's funny because like I watched that and I was like, "Oh, Death Stranding, cool, that's a good idea." And everyone else is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I know it's so weird. Like I can only imagine what people think when I share the footage. Like family members and stuff are like, "What the fuck is that?" But I'm I'm pretty hype about it. <laughs> you share the footage and you go, uh, "You go, why why did my friends list just drop three people?" <laughs> it has been dropping. That's probably why. <laughs> Why, why is my auntie no... Thank you, Hideo Kojima, once again. Why is my auntie no friends with me anymore? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> because of throat baby. Because of throat baby. Oh, God. <laughs> is, can, can, we just, can we just have that as the official name, Kojima? Because I know you're listening. I know you're listening, Kojima, because you listen to everything. Throat right? baby, the game. Call it throat baby. No, call it Death Stranding. The adventures of throat baby. Oh, my God. That'll and I want DLC. a throat baby. I want a throat baby spin-off game for my iPhone. Get it done. <laughs> Hashtag justice for throat baby. <laughs> <laughs> See all the influential hashtags right here on Joystop. Yeah. For all that and more, please sub to Joystacked. I don't know why every time I do an advertiser voice, it has to be an American accent. That sounded almost Siri-esque. That one. <laughs> So, talking about Hideo Kojima, um, 
my favourite game is Metal Gear Solid. Um, either one or two, based on the similarity of both games. But um, either one is fine, to be honest. Just the the story behind both of them, the amount of work behind both games, was just some most memorable. Um, so early on for me as well, because I was pretty young when I played both. I actually watched my dad play the first one, so that wasn't quite my experience, but the second one was fully mine, and that was when I really got into it, so I would probably give it to two, to be honest. Cool. That That is cool. Um, I've only very recently gotten into the Metal Gear Solid series, and by very recently, I mean like, I think two years ago was the first time I played Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> ever? Yeah, ever. Huh. Uh, like, I, I had played the demo that I got in the PlayStation official magazine, like, when I, you know, when that first came out, but, like, I never, I never played the full game. It just, it, I don't know why. It, it was, like, one of those things where it, I just never got around to it. And then when the second one came out, everyone was up in arms about the fact you play as Raiden or Raiden or however the fuck it's pronounced. I don't know. Ah, uh, that was a bias. Mm. Are we... Swindle by Hideo Kojima. Bait and switch. He does it a lot. Like he, he likes to do the, the kind of turn it on his head type thing, which is cool. Yeah, I, he seems to like to fuck with everyone. He does. <laughs> but like, I, I can't have a newfound appreciation for like stuff that Kojima's involved in. So like, I so a couple of years ago, I played Metal Gear Solid for the first time, and I played the PlayStation version just because I heard people complaining about the voice acting for the GameCube one, and I was like, look. I'll maybe play the GameCube one as well, but I want to see, you know, what started it all. I want to play it. So I did. And I really enjoyed Metal Gear 1. thought it was a fantastic game. I thought it had aged really well. Ah, definitely. I would like to see a reboot. Like, a reboot would be nice. I don't, because it, it couldn't happen without Kojima. I hope they just let the Metal Gear franchise die now. With unless Or, or, or Kojima eh, get the rights. Mm. But I don't want there to be another Metal Gear without Kojima. I uh, know, I totally agree. Konami can't do it. They already destroyed it with Survive. Like, that yeah. was pretty, I don't know if it was an intentional oh. buddy or if, if it was just to see if they could make some cash on a dying franchise. But Yeah. It was it was somewhere in between, and I'll get to that because I think that's a really good um, that's a really good point to end the Kojima talk on. Nah, but um, so so like Metal Gear One, I thought was fantastic. Went to play Metal Gear Two, and somehow I had forgotten that Raiden was like the main protagonist of that because you started off playing the Solid Snake, and I was like, "This is minted! I'm loving this!" And uh, and my buddy Nick was over. And uh, and he was like, what is this? Is this Metal Gear 2? And I said, it is, aye. Have you played the first one? And he went, no. And I went, that's cool, way. I'm just, just getting past this bit with, with Snake. And then you start playing as Raiden. <laughs> Turned to him and went, you want to play, aye? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, the whole Raiden bit is exactly the same as the first game. Like, almost yeah. like for like. But, I mean, there's a few twists, like Solid Snake coming into it later. But that is, it's a good second experience. Yeah, actually, it wasn't too bad. And I did think that, like, story-wise, it went totally off the rails. And I was super excited to start playing part three. And then you were another character that wasn't a snake, but was snake. You were Big Boss. That was, that's his original. Like, you're his clone. I know, but like... Wait, the, what? But then it was like, but you weren't, you weren't, 
continuing the story that was in one and two. It was like one, then two, then back in the past. The Metal Gear storyline, their timeline is so fucked at this point. I know. I was like, right, I'm done. And so many people have said the third one's the best one. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, but I'm just saying the, like, the general consensus. So, like, if uh-huh. anything, that's the one that I should enjoy. It's good. It's a good but game. I, I just... I, I never got around to it. And now I've got on the 3DS. And apparently Kojima somewhere came in and said that that's the definitive version. I don't know why, but that's just what's been said. <clears throat> and um, I'll give it a shot because of the portability. I can play it anywhere. I can shut my DS whenever I want to and just move, you know, move on with my life. I can keep coming back to it, and that's that's cool to me. I'd have to try that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's supposed to be a really good game. To be t- totally honest, uh, games that require stealth are never my forte. <laughs> it's kind of optional in Metal Gear, to be honest. Like, you can go stealthy, but you can pretty much just go all guns blazing if you really want to. That would be more my style. That's great. It's closer to like a puzzle game in places. It's 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 a fascinating thing. And I can see why people love the series so much. I'm annoyed that there's absolutely no way to play Metal Gear Solid 4 unless you own a P- a, play- a PS3. You know? Like that that pisses me off. That'll have to change at some point. It was more like fan fiction at that point anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but I really want to play it. I, I you know, I want to. <laughs> you better leave. I, I want to get through it. But and I also want to go through five and stuff. And I know that five's on Steam, so that's five. Fine. I'll is just, amazing. I've, I, so I've heard. But this is the thing: is like, if Konami want to do anything else with the Metal Gear franchise, do a full do the the Solid Snake collection or the Solid Snake story or whatever or the Big Boss collection whatever the fuck you want to call it and package all of the <clears throat> all of the relevant Metal Gear games into it mm-hmm. so give me Metal Gear on the MSX give me Solid Snake and Metal Gear 2 for the NES give me Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid 2 3 Peace Walker 4 Ground Zeroes and um, Phantom Pain all as a collection give me like the timeline stuff in that do it as an HD remake put that out on Steam on PS4, on Switch on Xbox One, put on whatever and I'll buy it (laughs) put it on a pizza (laughs) you fucking, put it on a pizza, I'll eat it I'll ingest it but fucking leave Metal Gear whatever, out of it Actually, put Ryzen on this collection because I would like to play Ryzen. And that Ryzen Revengeance. I should I should give it its full title. The worst name. <laughs> he likes to, he likes to just fucking do that though. Just slam together two names and it sounds better. Is that no Platinum Games that one actually? It was I. Who are the same folk that make Bayonetta? Aye. I'll maybe try Ryzen Revengeance first and then see how Bayonetta goes. But what I was gonna say is like I want just a big collection where I can just. Play them all. Yeah. I don't want... um. What the fuck is the new one called? Survive? It's a cash grab, and it's a cash grab because Konami paid for this Fox engine mm-hmm. that, that Kojima like, put together, and they were like, well, we're going to make something with it just to prove that we can. And it should have been the safest thing in the world. It should have been like... Here's it should have basically been a map pack that you pay full price for, 
but instead it's a zombie horde fucking shite <laughs> total shite and and the AI of it's completely broken. I watched a video where some guy literally put up a fence, the zombies ran in it, and he just hit them with a pole until they died. That it's was also it. Got a lot of, it's got a lot of that like, loot-based stuff, like with the base building, so it's essentially a mobile game, but on PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, before we move on, I don't know how much longer Konami will make games. <laughs> Hopefully not very long. <laughs> Like, but I mean, at the same time, you know, Bomberman R for the Switch, and it's now there's Bomberman R Plus for the PlayStation and stuff. Like, you know, they're still making games. Kojima could buy, like, if he bought them, that would be good. What bought Bomberman? <laughs> Just bought the company, like all their licensing. Yeah, they would never sell to him though. He's like pretty much an outcast of that company. What you need to get is Nintendo to buy those franchises, and then ask. Uh, Kojima to work on them. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because this is the thing, is like, Kojima is like, really good friends with the guy that makes Smash Brothers. That's why Snake was in that Smash Brothers game. That's cool. Yeah. It is, it is cool. It was actually quite a cool thing how it happened. Also, I know that you're not the biggest Nintendo fan, Taylor, but see Smash Brothers Brawl with Snake, whenever you're playing on the Shadow Moses stage, you can do like a wee thing with the taunt to make... Um, Colonel Campbell column. Oh, that's cool. And he'll tell you things about he'll tell you things about like the the people you're playing against. So you'll hear like, "That's Donkey Kong Snake." <laughs> that's really cool. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's great. Wow. Is actually the voice actor? Yeah, it's it's Paul it's Paul Eiding and David Hater playing them both. That's cool. That's really cool. I don't know why he replaced David Hater to be honest, but I don't think we'll ever know. Money. Well. Surely Keith Sutherland is more yeah, D- expensive. David Hayter's too too big. Maybe and maybe not. But like uh, no, but I mean like it. Like if you say, "Oh, David Hayter's in the new game," people go, "Who?" If you say Keith Sutherland's in a game, they go, "Oh, the Country Twenty Four. Oh, that sounds minted." Ah, true. And for the record, Kiefer, Kiefer, you're no a cunt. I just want to be clear, Kiefer, you're no a cunt, but you're the cunt for Twenty Four. So now that we've talked about our like our favourite game franchises and kind of sidetracked a bit, we should talk about what we want for our franchises in the future. I say our franchises when we don't own any of them. Yet. Are you sure? <laughs> that's, that's why I said yet. You know, one day I'm going to bring out that fucking brand new Mario Super Strikers game that I don't want. I'll do it for the money. Right. But so we should talk about where we want the franchises that we we love to go in the future. And really, all three of us only talked about one game or franchise each. But I'm sure there's plenty more that we could name. Like off the top of my head, you know, I love the Max Payne series, as I mentioned before. I'm I'm a huge fan of the Mass Effect series up until Andromeda. Andromeda was okay. It was. It was... See, I I still haven't really sunk my teeth in it. That's why I said up until Andromeda, because I can't say that I love or hate the game. I can only say that I loved the games up until that point. Even Mass Effect 3's ending. The ending wasn't amazing, but it was never going to be. Nah. I think with the current state of things, um, for Bioware and EA, especially with Anthem kind of holding them to whether they're going to be a company or know where they should be at this point, it's just release a sort of packaged Mass Effect trilogy onto the PlayStation with all the content so that we can just take it into the next generation. Otherwise it might get left behind, which kind of sucks. 
And also just gear for DLC. Just gear us all. That's what I'm saying. One place, like on your oh. PlayStation, on your Xbox One, just gives the full Mass Effect experience. If you can remaster it in the time that you've got, great. If you can, just give us it the way it is. Yeah. Also, put on Steam and not Origin because nobody fucking uses Origin because it's a shit service. Exactly. I mean, or- Origin was like giving it away for free at one point. That's how I got my Mass Effect. <laughs> Such a good game. Such a good game. That's right. <laughs> So, like, what's your ideal scenario for, like... Because I know that both you and me, Taylor, we love the Mass Effect series. We really do. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your ideal scenario for Mass Effect going forward? Because I, I don't think we're going to get another one ever. I don't know. I mean, it's coming out in books, I guess. So they're doing with the next one. So we'll just need yeah. to start reading. Choose your own adventure books. Hi. <laughs> Let's do that. Every ending is that you die. <laughs> that sounds a bit right. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think that... I think that aside from doing a remastered trilogy, that there's nothing that can be done for Mass Effect at this point, which is a real shame. We'll never get a new one. We might get a reboot with the early Bioware survives. Well, like, if you couldn't see the storyline continue, is there, like, an offshoot that might be really cool? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Literally, I mean, the fucking, the war. The the war between the the Turians and the Krogan and everything. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Or or between the creation of the Geth would be another great one. Or, oh, there's there's so much. That world is so expansive and huge. It's funny, too, because you only play the end times as well. Like, there's so much of the stuff you hear throughout the game. And... You just play the apocalypse. Yeah. Fuck, give me a Volus business sim at this point. Yeah, like what what uh what genre would you do that in? Give me an Elcor dating sim. <laughs> right? I don't I won't care at this point. I, I just want more mass effect. <laughs> give me an Asari hairstyling game. You know what they should do? They should sell it to Disney. Oh, then you'll get more than what you want. I was gonna say you'll get all you want and more. Feed the Fuck. beast. Fucking Don't hell. feed I don't feed the beast. Just Denny. So so what about Metal Gear? It's dead. You think? There's nothing really more I can say on that. It's dead. Snake To be fair, all the games that we loved are just all slowly dying, so it's fine. I mean we're getting Spyro back. That's good. <laughs> all of our games are slowly dialing. Ah, all of our games are slowly dying. Just like we are. <laughs> It's a mirror image. We got all the good stuff at the door first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We burnt out pretty um, quick. I know you wouldn't think it would be at this point, <laughs> but like for for me, just I very quickly want to talk about a franchise that I love so much. Like everything about it, I can't I can't get enough of it. No Man's Sky. Wait, <laughs> right, I'm only kidding. Wow. Right. <laughs> ten out of ten. Give me the. <laughs> Give me the year all years. Now, what I was really going to say is Shovel Knight. Oh. Um. Because, uh, first of all, Shovel Knight. It's no Donkey Kong good, though. It's pretty good. It is Donkey Kong good. It is Donkey Kong good. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Donkey Kong in a moment. But I just want to say that Yacht Club games that make Shovel Knight, they can make whatever they want and I'll buy it. They they could literally be like, we're going to put an Elcor dating sim set in the Shovel Knight universe, even though there's no Elcor in the Shovel Knight universe, and I'd be like, buying it. 
going to Donkey Kong though, I mean, we've got the new Donkey Kong game coming out on the Switch. I say the new Donkey Kong game. We've got the Wii U Donkey Kong game coming out on the Switch now with Funky Kong, which is minted. However, the there was like Nintendo Portugal or some shit tweeted that like good things come in threes with a picture of Donkey Kong and bananas. And folk were like, wait, what? Is this like an early April Fool? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so clearly we're going to get a third Donkey Kong game at some point. And all I have hopes for there is that we bring back the fucking Kremlings. And the Kremlins were the bad guys in the first three Donkey Kong Country games. And were just conspicuously absent for Returns and Tropical Freeze. Which is a shame because they have far more personality than the ones that Retro Studios created. Not that Retro Studios can't create good villains. They can. I just want my Kremlins back. I see where you're going with this. And I'm 100% in. Kremlins meets Donkey Konga meets Rock Band. How did you know? <laughs> and we call it Kremlin Kings of Thrash. I thought you were going to go for another keyword there and I was about to just be like, right, we need to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> now look, I, I love the Donkey Kong games and as long as they keep doing stuff with Donkey Kong, I'm okay with it. Because at the moment, the quality hasn't dipped. As soon as the quality starts to dip, I may be like, right guys, fucking calm down. But until then, you can keep making that and I'll be happy. Yep. What about Zelda? Oh, Zelda. So, right. Up until Breath of the Wild came out, Link's the Past was my favorite one. I think that the top-down Zeldas are fantastic, and, you know, that combined with um, A Link Between Worlds was, like, joyous candy mountain for me. What I want them to do next is to create a four-player co-op game that isn't just lazy. And I have the perfect idea for it. You ready? Go for it. Breath of the Wild's four champion, Mifa, Daruk, Rivali, and Urbosa, all in a four-player co-op game that is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And introducing the new fifth champion, Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. Made with your me! <laughs> oh, Christ. You can <laughs> see them fucking doing that. Yep. Or because not on, not only would you would you get a solid four player co-op game with like four characters that are that would play very differently and also extremely well together, you would get more of Rome Bosforamus Hyrule. Right. Keep in mind neither of us have played Breath of the Wild, so we've got no fucking idea what you said there. You literally you, you literally might as well have said Oh, by the way, right? Because that made about as much sense as what you just said. <laughs> it's all right. Our audience will eat it up. We hope. Make it a four-player action RPG co-op, and it'll sell like hotcakes. Kickstarter. Take take a moment, listener, and tweet at Lorenzo. It's the letter U underscore Twitface. I just, like, super recently got started getting active on Twitter again, but uh, just don't scroll down, whatever you do. So after you've scrolled down, make sure you tweet <laughs> at Lorenzo at at you underscore twitface to tell him how you would or wouldn't eat that up. I'll be honest, I'm composing a tweet right now calling him a cunt. <laughs> don't at me. Don't you ever at me. I've already added him. 1v1. Yeah, I'll, 1v1 me IRL prick. <laughs> I'll at you and then I'll out you as the cunt you are. Wow. 
These are, there are so many amazing hashtags coming out of this right now. <laughs> good. Good. We're going to start a tweet war. That's Oh, it's fucking on. You're gonna like get Donkey crushed. Kong? Oh. <laughs> no. Give me a, I, I hate Twitter. You can find Taylor at the following Twitter account. <laughs> at slowly dying. <laughs> Hypothermia. Dot com. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, at maxpainsdeadbaby.com. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> at Max Payne's throat baby. <laughs> throat baby. <laughs> Seriously, if throat baby isn't already a Twitter account, it needs to be. <laughs> And it just every so often, it just posts tweets that are the thumbs up emoji, and that's it. You should totally do it. There's nothing here. Get on that shit. Taylor, go and make the Throat Baby account. <laughs> but right now, we'll launch it live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when I'm warmer. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, so, are there any other franchises that we really want to hear more of? Because... We know that we're going to get new Zelda games. That's just a matter of time. And I think the Breath of the Wild engine is good enough to at least see a pseudo-sequel like you're talking about with the Champions. And that, that, to be honest, sounds cool. The idea of, like, if they could somehow make it so that it could be, like, one Joy-Con a person as well, that could be a really fun multiplayer experience. Oh, for sure. It doesn't even have to be 3D. That might That might be, like, too big to bite. But... You know, a top-down 2D, shit, even a side-strolling 2D in the, in the style of, you know, Adventure of Link. Holy shit. I think what, what Lorenzo is trying to say is, sell me more Zelda, Nintendo, please. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Just do good. Well, okay. They'll try. But they appreciate your feedback. That's right. Remember, guys, that's at you underscore twitface. <laughs> What what about you, Taylor? Give me another franchise you want to hear something happening with. To be honest, I'm just kind of on board with what's coming out. The new Far Cry and stuff. I've I've kind of accepted the death of most of the things that are good. So I think Halo should. We're talking about what would you you know dream scenario here? What do you want? You mentioned Halo. I Halo. Like, I don't know. I feel like Halo needs to kind of just die out now. Ah, but will they? So it's kind of it's weird because I feel like gaming at this point sort of needs like a I need something new. A reboot. It needs new. I just I think it's got enough reboots at this point. It needs something new. Like with the technology they've got, and it's happening. Because Horizon, I'd like to see another sequel from. But oh, that that'll happen. That's un- no doubt. Looking back, it's maybe another way to go for some things. I think just with how that sort of turned out. So let's try something else. Well, I mean, we are getting Death Stranding from Kojima, an entirely new thing. Last of Us is another good new series, as an example of that. Like, Rather than, like, if you know what I mean, older franchises that are kind of high in their numbers, like the younger ones like Last of Us and stuff like that are kind of good ones to look to. Oh, yeah. I mean, Last of Us is a fantastic game. Like, it's... I think the second one will be interesting as well. I can't wait. It, the second one will be a make or break scenario it's either going to be like it's going to be very difficult to live up to the hype of the first one but it's either going to manage that or it's going to fail spectacularly <laughs> I think it'll be fine hopefully <laughs> yeah I, I hope I hope so as well 
And I also hope that they're not done with the Uncharted franchise because, like, them doing that the last one that they did uh, was it Lost Legacy? Was that it? I think so. When when you're playing as Chloe and Nadine, like that that was great. I I really really enjoyed that, and I could I could see myself playing more games like that. So I, I and the thing is is and I know I've just kind of went back on what you said there about a newer franchise and newer franchises getting the spotlight. Also, for the record, your your PlayStation um, allegiance shown through there. Horizon, Death Stranding, <laughs> uh, Last of Us. You know, like it. All PlayStation exclusives. Arguably some of the best games recently as well. Uh, well, absolutely. Although you have to keep in mind that Sony have been advertising all those games for like four years now true. and we're only just getting them now. So This is true. So like, it's not like Sony don't have some cons on their side as well. It'll be interesting to see what they do for E3 this year. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, keep keep your eyes on the prize there. But it's interesting that you say that like we should be looking forward as opposed to looking back because I look back and I look at franchises that have been forgotten that have life left in them, have stories still to be told. Hell, half of the gameplay has been abandoned now and not because there's something better in the way but because there's something trendy that goes in the way. Like, um, Earthworm Jim needs to come back. Oof. Like, I had a world record speedrunning Earthworm Jim on the Super Nintendo. Sure, I only held it for 45 minutes, but I held that record, right? <laughs> and that's a true story. Uh, I think it was Speed Demo's archive, but it could have been another speedrunning site. I just, that's my memory of it. Anyway, I would love a new Earthworm Jim game. Hand-drawn graphics. Can you imagine that? Like, think about, like, the hand-drawn aesthetic that comes with games nowadays. If you had a full animation-styled Earthworm Jim side-scrolling, hard-as-fuck platformer shooter, it played, like, Contra or or something else, it would be... It would be amazing. It would be kick-started in all of, like, 30 seconds. It is crazy that a game that spawned its own cartoon series just kind of vanished. And comic. Mm. There was there was a three-part Marvel comic based on Earthworm Jim. Which is... That's insane! Yeah. And the thing is, is like I know that there's controversy surrounding its creators and stuff like that, but there's controversy with a lot of game studios and developers and stuff. And, and I'm basically saying that don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Unless it's Max Payne's dead baby. Oh. But, <laughs> right? But the point is, is even, even if the creator's a dick, and I'm not saying that they are or aren't, but even if the creator of something is a dick, doesn't mean that the product they create is a dick. I think Taylor told me that once. It's and, true. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's true, it's great. But not just Earthworm Jim, but like Battletoads is a franchise that was, at the time renowned for its difficult platforming and challenges it was the kind of game that you bought from Blockbuster or you know you brought home for rent and you didn't finish it you got as far as you could and you fucking grimmed your teeth and you turned it and you asked for it again (laughs) and you tried and you tried the the equivalent of that nowadays is Dark Dark Souls Yeah. but but like I don't personally like Dark Souls but I do like tough platforming challenges Dark Souls is just too much. Yeah, I, I I agree, but at the same time, I know that other people love it, and I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to shit all over it. It's just, it's not my type of game because it's like if you were good enough at Battletoads, for example, you could finish that game no problem. If you are great at Dark Souls, the game can still fuck you over because, basically because of the way it's designed. It's, it's like, it's gameplay is unfair as a mechanic. Yeah. Whereas, like, the gameplay of Battletoads isn't unfair until you get to the later bosses or later stages. But, like, it, it's the level design that could maybe be seen as unfair, you know? But there's, there's, there is a, there is a chance that we could see a new Battletoads game, mm-hmm. and that would be great. There is a slim chance that we could see a new Earthworm Gym, and that would be great. There are so many other, like, franchises and stuff that I would love to see. Like, from from Sega, like, they're... Like, how good would it be if Kojima made a new Snatcher or something set within the Snatcher universe? That would be awesome! That would be my first experience of it as well. <laughs> Snatcher, Snatcher's absolutely worth playing because it is set in the Metal Gear universe but far in the future. Sounds pretty cool. They make they make reference to a bunch of stuff that happens in Metal Gear, which is which is great. I really enjoyed Snatcher, but also like, like just off the top of my head, I want I want another fucking Earthbound game or Mother game, because I love that RPG. I want a fucking new Mario RPG. Yeah. You know, and I don't want one like fucking Mario and Luigi or Paper Mario. I want a Super Mario RPG like the one in the Super Nintendo. Gino and Malo. Yeah, I want fucking Gino and Malloy come back. Yeah, like... So, as much as we should look forward to new things and new experiences, because the thing is, is Mario Odyssey, as an example, yes, it is, it is going off of a brand name, but that's an entirely new type of platformer. Because you're, you're capturing things, you're... And that changes the mechanics of everything, and the way... The way the reward is structured as well. Like most platformers and most collectathons have an end goal in mind for every challenge. For this, it's like you could play for five minutes and get like ten moons, and then you could play for an hour and get none. The progression there is so fascinating, <laughs> and there's more that can be done there. For sure. So, so, like, so once again, do we really want to be looking forward to new things, or do we want something? old and new as well food for thought leave a comment <laughs> you can't comment on this leave a tweet oh my bad or something leave i uh, leave a t- tweet to lorenzo <laughs> or or me you can tweet me at michael mccva all right right guys well look this is this was the first episode of joystock so let us know what you think either on twitter or on the itunes comments because we'll probably read them and wish we were dead <laughs> But until next time, guys, I'm Mike. I'm Taylor. I'm Lorenzo. And we hope that your day is stocked with joy. I like it.